Welcome to Shroomland, the podcast where we explore strange and obscure media in an effort to understand how it feels to be on drugs without actually taking any. I'm Brittany. And I'm Taylor. Let's get into it. Disclaimer, this is explicit content and contains all of the possible spoilers. Proceed with caution. Today, we're going to be talking about Velocipaster, directed by Brandon Steer. And Taylor's going to give us a quick description. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. This movie was rated 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. So how would you describe it in five words? Dinosaur. Cult. Decapitation, murder, sex. Taylor, what do you think? I mean, I feel like the description gave us like a pretty good overview of this movie. I'm assuming it is a cult that turns him into a dinosaur? Or maybe they try and use his dinosaur powers. Maybe the cult is who he has to stop. Because they're just decapitating people left and right. So then he stops the cult... And he's like a big action movie hero, and then he has sex with his hooker friend that helps him fight crime. And then he doesn't live happily ever after because he's a dinosaur and he's definitely going to get experimented on by the government. But, you know, he had a good run. (laughs) It really ended in a bummer of a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought about making it happier and it just didn't feel authentic. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel authentic that he would get a happy ending when he's part dinosaur, but... Right. We'll see. So, we begin. And I'm not exactly sure what the opening scene on this was, but I do recall the scene that we care about, which is the priest, like, walks out of the doors of the church and he sees his parents and he's like, Mom and Dad! And they're, like, standing next to their car. And he's about to run over to his parents to, like, hug them, I'm assuming... And then you hear an explosion, and then we pan back to the what is a car on fire, except instead of a car on fire, it's text on screen that says, car explosion. <laughs> they didn't have the budget for a real car explosion. <laughs> no budget for fake car explosions or real car explosions here. No CGI, just text on a screen to indicate, and then our dear priest friend falling to his knees and screaming for his parents. And then you keep panning back. So I had to pause it because I was like, wait, am I missing something? Is there... Like, what what just happened? (laughs) Is this okay? What's going on, man? Um, And so then we get to the scene where an older priest is next to this young priest guy because this guy's like, I'm going to guess 30s. And then like old priest man more priesty vibes he has a like mustache and a real frowny face so it kind of looks like a cartoon frown is the sort of vibe the older guy's going with and then i just needed to say it because they're like having this conversation and the priest is like i don't like i don't know if i have faith anymore like this is really messed with my beliefs because like i watched my parents blow up and that's a lot and then the older priest is like That's what parents do. They die. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
that's what parents do. Don't you know that all parents explode eventually? <laughs> Don't you know that one day, when they're still relatively young, they'll die a fiery death? And so then the older priest is like, okay, you need to go where God isn't to renew your faith. So like go somewhere where God wouldn't be. And if you find him there, you'll know that God is real. And then he goes to China. I don't think they're allowed to say that. I didn't write the movie. (laughs) I just am recounting the movie to you. It was very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. And then there's this weird split screen thing. So they're both like sitting on a pew, but then they have like, their faces in the foreground and that's like in the background and it's just their faces as like floating heads with like uh, one of them has like a green light cast over them and the other one has a red light cast over them and they're like saying the words that they're saying on the pew it's just a weird like movie thing that they're doing i would recommend you watch this movie because there's a lot of things like that that i'm just gonna try to describe but it's different because you got to watch it Um, And so after that conversation about, like, the lack of Jesus in places, we get a rock music, like, intro where the priest is driving an old car listening to rock music and they have the credits rolling so you can see everybody who participated in this gem of a movie. And then all of a sudden, not clear how this transition happened, I probably looked down at my phone for, like, a second and then I looked up and the priest is just walking through the woods in a t-shirt he doesn't look very priestly and so you're like what's happening here um and then you see a text on screen that just says China in like block yellow letters with like a black outline so that we're clear we are now in the godless heathen country of China <laughs> now we're in China know that there is no god here also there are ninjas because there's this woman running through the woods Uh, i don't she's just running through the woods and the priest is like also in the woods but apparently doesn't notice this woman running and then there's a ninja in the woods that shoots an arrow at the girl that's running and then the girl that's running gets an arrow like she gets arrowed um right in the chest and then somehow like falls a while into like in front of the priest and then the priest is like are you okay while she has an arrow just like jutting out of her chest so clearly not (laughs) yeah i was like is speaking i would assume chinese because they're in china also like correct me if i'm wrong like i know like ninjas the way we think about them like in cartoons are not really a thing but like the idea that ninjas like come from that's a japanese thing isn't it yes okay <laughs> i just wanted sure. to be clear i know they went to china also when i said they speak chinese i mean mandarin or like one of the dialects that they speak in china sure yeah um i just had a moment of like i am american and i don't know things but like i do happen to have like a tiny bit of info on that language I can't speak it don't know but yeah so then i this person is not speaking english basically and then the priest is like i don't understand you i'm sorry and she has what looks like a dinosaur's tooth in her hand and like gives it to the guy the priest and basically tells him to destroy it or they'll come after him forever 
but he doesn't speak that language and he's like i don't know what you want you want me to take this and she's like yeah and then he's like okay and then the ninja is chasing the priest and then he runs through the woods and then he cuts his hand with the tooth thing and then the tooth just never reappears again i think um and then he falls and you catch a scene where he just wakes up in a cold sweat in his bed at the priest house monastery nunnery is not nope that's where the nuns are um it would depend on like what religion we're talking about i'm pretty sure they're catholic except like pastors aren't but they keep saying father and like forgive me father for i've sinned is like a big thing that keeps popping up so then you're like okay so like seems catholic to me oh yeah and they're wearing the right garb for it i don't know that anybody else like dresses that way so I think we can just safely assume that there was zero research done for this movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then he wakes up in a cold sweat and the priest, the older priest is like, I have a nightmares again. And the guy's like, yeah, the one where I get chased in the woods. And then the person's like, what did they say to you? Dragon warrior. Cause there was, the person did say one thing in English and it was like dragon warrior, I guess. And the priest is like, yeah, you have a fever. Remember to like, what is it? He said, starve a cold, feed a fever. And then he walked away. And I was like, I think that if you have either of those, you're supposed to rest and eat food. (laughs) Seems like pretty sound advice. Drink fluids. Drink fluids. Don't starve because your immune system's not going to be... Dude, okay, okay, it's fine. We're moving on. Um, And then <laughs> the priest is, like, not doing well. So then he, like, stumbles out of the monastery. And he's, like, walking around. But he's also kind of, like, falling as he's walking. And he's super sweaty. And then this homeless man, like, asks him for money. And then the priest is like, I'm sorry. I gave up all my earthly possessions. And he's still just, like, stumbling away. And then uh, um, he, like, runs into this woman who is a prostitute. And then the prostitute, like, gives money to the homeless guy. And he's like, you're an angel. And she's like, thanks. And then she goes and has a really weird conversation with her pimp. He like slaps her. And then she she was just like, where do you want me to be? And he's like, I tell you where to be. And she was like, yeah, I asked you. And then that's the point. (laughs) And then he's like, where are you going to be? And she's like, the park, I guess. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, sir, I don't think you won that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't. Oh, also, he took off his hat and he's bald on the top except his hair is like pretty long on the sides like to his shoulders and then he's got a comb over it's bad it's bad (laughs) i didn't like it (laughs) it's upsetting to me um he's a recurring person his name is pimp that's all we have for him it's all we really need he's just the pimp guy so then she goes into the park to do her job um And then ends up getting grabbed by this guy who's like, give me all your money. And she's like, I don't have any money on me. And he's like, take me to the person that does. And she's like, he'll kill both of us if we do that. And she's like maintaining a pretty calm attitude for this whole interaction. I mean, I'm guessing she probably deals with people like this a fair amount. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. Um, And then the dinosaur velociraptor shows up um and so he is there's a lot it's like a lot of flashing scenes the first time you see him but there's a couple times you get a full body shot of this guy and so what it is is a person in a suit 
Um, and then there's a big dinosaur head attached to the front of the suit. So it looks like a dinosaur's got like a big old hump where his shoulders should be. And then his body is tiny. And then he's got a tail that's about the size of his head. And then he kind of like wiggles his head back and forth. <laughs> and he can't chomp. Uh, so he'll just like put his mouth next to something and then blood squirts. I love low budget movies so much <laughs> so good i love it too when they're like because for this scene it seemed like they were trying to be kind of artsy with the like their flashes so you like kind of see them but they're like keeping it in shadow so it was like oh you're trying to low budget but make it seem like more reasonable mm-hmm. and then you get a couple full body shots and you're like <laughs> like no oh angel you gave up <laughs> Yeah, so then the dinosaur attacks this guy with the gun, and the gun guy, like, tries to shoot him, uh, but then gets eaten, and I'm pretty sure he gets decapitated at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure the dinosaur rips his head off. Yikes. (laughs) And this is decapitation number one. I might... He might have not gotten decapitated, but he's definitely dead. And then we get, like, a fade to black screen. You see that the prostitute is, like, very alarmed. Her name is Carol. She's freaked out. And then the priest wakes up in a bed that is unfamiliar to him. And the girl walks in, Carol, and she kind of looks at him. She's like sipping her coffee and he's naked. (laughs) So he wakes up not remembering having turned into a dinosaur and like murdered someone. He thinks that they fucked. So they're having a conversation where he's like, was it your first time too? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, that can never happen again. And she, and then he's like, was it bad for you? And she was like, I mean, it was weird. <laughs> and he's over there like, having this whole, like, I can't do that. I'm a priest. But, like, also, did you have a good time? <laughs> I love that, like, she just answers the question. She's not like, what do you mean, was it my first time, too? Of course it was my first time seeing a dinosaur rip someone's head off. Like, what are you talking about? She's just like... She was so calm about the whole thing. It was like... I don't even know how... At some point, she was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, when you turned into a dinosaur and murdered that guy. And then he freaks out and, like, jumps back. And he's like, I don't even believe in dinosaurs. (laughs) I get that part, but, like, (laughs) that implies that he just does not believe that dinosaurs have ever existed. Yeah. He doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Apparently, neither does the other priest. They don't buy it. These mythical creatures. They're... It's bullshit. Scientists conspiracied that dinosaurs are real. Like... (laughs) This man was not a priest his entire life at one point he was a four-year-old boy and that is like one of the few things that four-year-old boys base their personality off of how does he not believe in dinosaurs i don't know man he just doesn't it's not loch ness monster basically uh yeah so then she's like i'll prove it to you i can show you the dead body and then he's like cool all right, I guess. Do you have anything I can borrow? And so then she puts him in one of her, like, outfits for going to work. 
which is great. A lot of quad. <laughs> you get to see a lot of man thigh, which I love always. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, they're like walking in the woods. He sees the dead body. And he's like, why'd you cover it with leaves? And she's like, I don't know. I'm a hooker. I didn't want to go to jail because there's a dead body. And then he's like, oh, you're a woman of the night. And she's like, yeah, I'm also pre-med slash law, but no one seems to be as like alarmed by that. And then he calls her a Jezebel and they have a whole like interaction. And she's like, this is the first good thing you've done for the world. Probably like you killed a really bad man. He was going to kill me. And then the priest is like, no, I murdered. That's bad. I have to go to confession. <laughs> she's like, you have to go to confession now. And he's like, she's like trying to convince him to do this more. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm busy. And so then he sprints and you get a scene of him running in his little dress for like a while. It's got to be like a full minute scene where he's just running and running and running. And eventually he gets his like priestly robes on and then he's still running. And she's just in the woods like, what just happened? okay cool but the seed has been planted the seed has been planted now he's like very upset by the concept of murder but it's there in his brain and so then he goes to confession where he's like listening to someone be like forgive me father for i've sinned boop -a -doop -a -doop -a -doop. um but it's the pimp with the fucked up hair and so then He's, like, smoking in the booth, and he's like, I'm allowed to smoke in the booth. I get to smoke wherever the fuck I want. And the priest is like, when was your last confession? Dude was like, two years ago. And then he's like, cool, tell me what, what you did. I mean, obviously, in a more priestly way. He's like, my son, tell me what you have. What? Why is Jesus mad at you now? We'll give you some Hail Marys or whatever. And then the priest, or the pimp is like, where do I start? I mean, like, I killed people. I am a pimp. I sell drugs. <laughs> I, uh, I stole a kid's fucking ice cream the other day. And you're just like, <laughs> like, cool, cool. One of those things does not match the severity of the other. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy's like, you've taken the blood of others. Um, and then he's like, yeah, but not, like, for revenge or something. Sometimes it's just for fun. Also, like, sometimes my boss tells me to do it. And then uh, he go, and then the guy's like, when was the most recent time that you've killed another person? And then the pimp is like, yeah, I mean, I, like, blew up this old couple not that long ago. You should have fucking seen it. And then he goes in and he's like, yeah, I blew up their car and then they died. And then a priest <laughs> in front of this building actually ran outside and was like, mom and dad as if it was his mom and dad and so then he is getting all like fucked up in the face because he's slowly turning into a half dinosaur <laughs> and then he takes one of his hands his dinosaur hand because his face is fine but his hand is a dinosaur hand now and he launches it through the like window thing of the confession and grabs that guy by the throat he's like why did you kill my parents the guy's like you don't know how high this goes man and then the priest is like, you have to tell me who told you to do it. And he's like, you're just going to have to kill me. And he's like, fine. And then he slashes his throat. And then you get a nice close up of the guy's throat. Just like. Like from a critical standpoint, that's one of the most contrived things I've ever heard. But also like just from an entertainment standpoint, that is so funny. It's 
it's pretty awesome. Especially because it's literally like the next scene after he was like, you can't murder people. Yeah, it took him like frighteningly little convincing. He was like, five minutes later, I'm into it. You're right. There are some people that can't be saved. Yeah. So then he murdered that guy and goes off to fucking... Sorry, I had to go on. He goes off and finds the girl and he knocks on her door and he's like, are you alone? And she's like, yeah, I am. And then he's like, you're right. We can do this. And then they talk about like setting up some rules, basically like commandments so that they have like a set of principles for like who they can kill and when they can kill and like boop a doop for the things so that it's within Jesus's okays. And then the priest is like, can I still be a priest if I'm doing this? And she's like, sure, probably. I don't know. And then, yeah, they have a whole like, okay, we only kill bad people. And then he, she's like, I don't know much about God. And he's like, I don't know much about dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what is this movie? Also, this whole like, Killing only bad people so that Jesus is okay with it feels a lot like doing anal so that you're still technically a virgin. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, I don't I don't understand why you said it like that. If you do anal, you're a virgin. You don't you didn't have sex. Jesus said so. It's in the Bible. Verse 37. <laughs> Thou shalt only do anal before marriage. I wonder where blowjobs fall into that. Just ignore the question, but... I mean, uh, I don't know about what the Bible says, but, like, technically, anal and blowjobs fall under sodomy, which I'm pretty sure was not okay in the Bible. (laughs) What is the one where you, like, penetrate and then just lay there? Because Jesus is a T-Rex, and he can't see if you don't move. Have you heard that one? I, I have, and there's, like... I think a couple different names for it. It's like a really popular Mormon thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. My brain was just like waterboarding. And then I was like, this is not the same <laughs> that is thing. not it. It sounds about as fun. But yeah, I'll remember it at some point. But yeah, no, that is like definitely a thing. Okay. Yeah, I just remember that one. Because like, I feel like that is, it falls into the, I don't know. I guess it's like into the vagina, therefore, is sex. I don't know what is sex really. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so the dinosaur comment. Oh, and then he tells her that he just killed the pimp, and then she's like obviously hyped because like this pimp was just horrible, and she hugs him and she's like, "Thank you." <laughs> and that's then fair. that's when you're like, hmm. There's some chemistry here. (laughs) With our velociraptor priest and our prostitute. I'm saying, I know he called her a, he called her a Jezebel, but I'm saying, this was the moment when I knew it was going to happen. Also, she's not only a Jezebel, she's also pre-med and pre-law. So, you know, she's not like other girls. Yeah, because she was the problem in this whole equation. She was yeah. the thing that was, like, throwing a wrench in everything. Yeah, it's not the dinosaur dick. It's the <laughs> prostitution. <laughs> what? 
no. I already started. What would happen if they were having sex and then he was like... (laughs) (laughs) He, like, transforms midway through. Would she just explode? I don't know. I know nothing... Like, like, given the size of dinosaurs, but I also know nothing about, like, like a dinosaur's relative penis size. <laughs> Taylor, why don't you know this? <laughs> I imagine a velociraptor has a pretty big dick, right? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. If you look at, like, Jurassic Park... They were, like, not significantly larger than people, right? So, yeah. like, I imagine it would be painful, but probably not make her explode, you know? It's not like if a T-Rex was penetrating you. Yeah. And really, if that's happening, you have bigger concerns. <laughs> I just got really uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, anyway... There's no penetration at this point in the film. I just needed to discuss that. Um, Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah. And then they high-five. Because that's a thing. And then we get this montage where they're, like, working together to figure out who to kill. And they're, like, bonding over books. And they're, like, hanging out in the park and doing all sorts of stuff. And then it ends the montage with him putting his... Like, they're on a park bench and she's smoking. And he kind of, like, does the arm move where he, like, yawns. And then, like, puts his arm around her. And then she sees it and, like, snuggles into him. And then he, like, fully arms around her. And you're like, scandal! Can we talk about how this girl... Like, we're going to gloss over the fact that she is apparently both pre-med and pre-law, whatever. We're just ignoring that. (laughs) Ignore. But, like, she is pre-med and pre-law. Two fields that are supposed to be about saving people's lives and, like, getting legal justice. And they're on a murder spree. For good reasons. (laughs) I think it violates the Hippocratic Oath. (laughs) She hasn't taken it yet. She's got a few more years. And then also, there are ninja people. So we've got our little montage nonsense, and then we see ninjas. And they're doing high kicks and stuff. Um, They have a discussion about how there's a dragon warrior who can take down, like, nine men at once. And then the main guy is like don't talk nonsense and then the other dude's like i'm just telling you what i hear man and then there's a dude practicing doing kicks near the front of the screen and also the mic is in the upper corner of the screen you know the sound mic Mm -hmm. that they use for recording just a note it was there (laughs) you don't have to worry about it um and then they have a like i don't know two minute long scene where they're like laughing so there's the main guy he's bald and he's like sitting down chuckling and then there's this white guy with a face mask on that's like, ah, every time that guy starts to like maniacally laugh. And then you're like, that's really, it's weird. Um, and then there's a scene, so we have that whole like introduction to the ninjas. I think they're selling cocaine or something. Unclear what's going on there. Um, and then you see the old man priest see that the uh, other priest the velocipastor is kind of flirting with the hooker 
And then he's like, oh, no, we're not cool with that. You gotta leave that girl alone. And then um, he fucking has a whole chat with the velociraptor guy. And then the velociraptor guy is like, fine, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> um, and he tells him. And then the other priest like locks him in a room. And he's like, we have to get you an exorcism because you are talking about killing people. And also, I'm pretty sure you're possessed by the devil. And then the girl is like, he's gone forever. And then uh, they take him to uh, an exorcist that's, like, not part of the church that does, like, some other, I don't know. It's got a place with a bunch of candles. Looks like a psychic of some sort. I didn't know there were exorcists that weren't part of the church. He might have been, like, a priest before that, like, left the church or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then we get this scene where the old priest is like i haven't been here since the war and then you find out the old priest was in vietnam and he wasn't a priest and then he's talking to some dude um named ali about how he has a like lady back home that he wants to go start a family with once the war's over and that ali ollie guy is chatting with him about how like he wants one of the kids to be named after him and how they'll have to tell the kids tales about how he like made it through the war without a single scratch and he always had a smile on his face and then he shows him the smile and then he gets shot in the chest damn and the dude's like ollie and then he goes back and he's like writing a condolence letter to the family at the bunker it doesn't look like a base it's a bunker um and then he sees his girlfriend, for whatever reason, like, running through the field to him. And he's like, girlfriend! And she's like, dude with the mustache! And then she gets, like, two feet in front of him. And then she steps on a landmine and fully blows up. And he gets covered in her blood. <laughs> and then he just stands there for a while. And the dude's next, and her arm is like on the ground next it's like the only thing that looks like a thing anymore and then the other two guys that are like watching or whatever are like oh shit looks like she stepped on a landmine she's a little too far gone for us to help <laughs> <laughs> like she's in so many pieces i don't <laughs> like i think that's kind of a foregone conclusion right <laughs> they had to say it out loud just a little too far gone like yeah She's spread over like a 10 foot radius. <laughs> and then it was like, oh yeah, holy shit, I guess we didn't get that one that one little explosive device that's really close to where we're at. What was she doing running in the woods? Weirdo. <laughs> and then the priest never explains to us why that led him to meet this exorcist guy. He's just like, that was the last time I was here. And I was like, what was Yo. the point of that? <laughs> Did you resurrect your dead girlfriend? What do you mean this is the last <laughs> time you were here? <laughs> and then ignore them because we don't get any more info. We're back to the exorcism. And they're all sitting around a table and the dude's like, and the power of Christ compels you. But he's not. It looks like he's doing a tarot reading. And then um, he's like, do you feel anything? And the guy's like, I feel warm. And he's like, that's a normal sensation. Like, do you feel anything else? And he's like, hungry, I guess. I don't know. He, no, he didn't say hungry. He said nauseous, maybe. And then the guy's like, what else do you feel? And he's like, empty. 
And then the priest is like, what do you mean empty? And then he's like, I feel hungry. And then his voice gets all deep and he's like, and then he turns in like his eyes, like the one CGI effect they did is that they made his eyes do the like slits thing. So you get like bright green with like the slit pupil and you're like, oh no. Oh, he's a dinosaur now. And so then his (laughs) face is just like... He has, like, green makeup on, and then he's got, like, velociraptor hands, and then he grabs the priest, and you think he murdered the priest, but he just ripped his eyeball out, and then he runs off. That's so rude. Like, you didn't even eat the dude. He just blinded him. Single eyeball. So, not blinded. Only ruined the peripheral vision. Gave him an eye patch. You made him cool. You know... He didn't know. He was in his velocipaster mode. It's hard. It's hard to be a velocipaster. I don't think a velociraptor would do that. I don't think so either. And then the dude that's like the priest psychic guy is like, oh no, I've unleashed hell on the world. What have I done? And then he starts maniacally laughing and you're like, what? What, what? Was this your plan? What's going on, sir? (sighs) Okay. Fuck it. I don't know. And then we get a scene where Mr. Priest Man, our dear protagonist, I guess, is at Carol's house, his lady friend. And she's like, where were you? I didn't know where you were at. And he's like, the priest, I think I killed him and he had me locked up. And I'm so worried that I'm going to hurt people that I care about. And then she puts a hand on his chest and she's like, you won't hurt good people because you're a good person and he's like how do you know or oh she didn't put her hand on his chest yet and she's like how do you know and she's like because i know you in here and then hand on the chest and then he's like oh and she's like yeah and then he says some more words and she's like kiss me you fool and he was like okay and then they're like and then you get a sex scene that's like them making eyes at each other and then she's like unbuttoning her shirt and then he takes off his um wife beater and then the unzipping and then you see him like making out laying down and you're like ho ho scandal and then it splits into like nine panels on a screen you know like mean girls but like add more panels where it's like his hand over her hand and like them making out and then like her taking her clothes off and so like each panel is just like a different part of the sexy time and then it just rolls so you get more panels on one side and it's just kind of like shifting the panels over and then you get this other thing where they like flash images on the screen from like the time that they had together so it's just like really quick flashes of stuff and then it pauses for a second on like him sticking his tongue down her throat and then it keeps going again with the flashes this sounds like it was edited on like iMovie (laughs) I think it was (laughs) um yeah and so then they wake up all naked and they're like all smiling at each other just like oh it's so romantic and then three ninjas just like pop into the room and then apparently they both learn how to fought because they fight to the death and kill three ninjas like her and the guy he doesn't turn into a velociraptor he just knows how to fight now you know that annoying feeling when your afterglow is ruined by three ninjas breaking into your home 
Oh, it wasn't. They got all horned up after they got him to the ground. And then they were like, who are you in charge? Who's in charge of you? And then he's like, you'll never get it out of us, father priest man. And then... I don't think you can really call this guy a priest anymore. <laughs> I don't think so. And then um, they look at each other and then they're like, and then they make out some more. And then they're like, it's so dangerous now. And he's like, yeah. But it's pretty hot though, right? And she's like, yeah. And then, um, oh yeah. Oh, before he got over to her house, he was attacked by a few ninjas and he killed them. Also, one of them was Australian. Fun fact. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, boop a doop boop boop. Oh yeah. Also, when he got there, he was just like sitting under a pile of newspapers for no reason, and he had a wound from his fight with the ninjas and they just ignored that to have sex um yeah oh and then also that priest who got his eyeball ripped out he's hanging out with the ninjas now that like leader of the ninjas and apparently somehow understands i assume japanese based on my understanding of where ninjas come from but like who knows not english he's not speaking english (laughs) And then the priest is speaking English, but somehow they understand each other. So they're having a full conversation. But like, I know why I understand because they're subtitles, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Someone really needs to vet these priests a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you find out that the ninja leader person is actually also a man of faith. Like, apparently the Christian faith, too. And so the plan is that these ninja people are selling cocaine so that they can take over the cocaine industry so that they can get everybody hooked on cocaine and then those people are going to need to go to rehab. And those rehab facilities are going to be related to churches because obviously churches have a lot to do with, like, saving people from drugs. And so then he's going to be able to convert people to the Christian belief via cocaine. And then the other priest is like, that's fucked up. And then the dude's like, you're not in on the plan, stab. And then the first priest is dead. Of all of the things I thought this movie would be, I did not think that anti, like, organized religion propaganda was going to be one of them. I didn't either. I'm not mad at it. But I'm surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So first priest gets stabbed. You're like, what? What, what? Boop, 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 doo. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, the, so now we know what the plan is. It's cocaine to Jesus. We're going to coke to Jesus. <laughs> that should be the title of their PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> coke to Jesus. That's how I would do it. Um, Yeah. And then the priest gets stabbed. And then, oh, also a map spontaneously combusts. But, like, we don't worry about that. And then the uh, priest, pastor, Velasa pastor, he puts on a leather jacket. It's a whole scene. And then he, like, is making eyes with Carol. And Carol's like, are you ready for this? And he's like, yeah. Please tell me he makes his own sound effects. He does in my version of the movie. Um, yeah, that was all me. Uh, so then he goes, and they're apparently not gonna turn into 
a dinosaur, he doesn't want to do that. He's just going to fight the ninjas as a human. And so then he's fighting the ninjas and she's fighting the ninjas and they're doing great. And then this guy comes who's like bigger than the girl. And then he has a sword. And then she like looks like she's going to try to defend herself, except she doesn't have a sword. And then the dude just slashes her in the chest. But not in like a deep cut sort of way, like in a few layers of skin, it's going to bleed a lot. That's not where you want to like... Not... If you're going to try and kill someone by, like, a slashing motion, that's not where you do it. The neck. Yeah. Nah. He did, like, tit. He slashed the tits. Like, ow, um, that's rude. But it's not life-threatening. <laughs> Excuse you. Except it looked like it was because she fell to the ground and started coughing blood. And Doug, or whatever his name is, is like, Carol! <laughs> I love that his name is Doug. I'm pretty sure it's Doug. It's the only reason it clocked in my brain. I was like, what the fuck? You can't have a priest named Doug. You have to change your name. It's illegal. Doug and Carol sound like the most boring, mundane people. Yeah. And yet. Yet, no. Um, Yeah. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that when they were, like, doing their beginning standoff, you catch that, like the white guy that is like part of the ninja crew is like don't you recognize me and then the dude's like no and then he's like wait a minute your voice is familiar and the guy takes his mask off and he's like it can't be bob and then you find out that i don't think it's bob i think i just made that name up but it's the guy's brother even though we had been repeatedly told that this guy was an only child like his parents were like you're our only son and so then they flash back to scenes where he was like really enjoying his family when he was like remembering those scenes or when he was going off to preschool and his parents were like we're so proud of our only son and then the brother would just like pop up in the background like fuck you bitches (laughs) and then he was like you think you're the only man of faith i'm also into jesus (laughs) cool who's training these priests I don't understand. Um, so now we're back to Carol being dead. Or not dead, but like coughing up blood. And he's covered in blood. I'm not exactly sure how he got covered in blood, but now he is. And she's like spurting blood. And so it's like coming out of her mouth. And she's like, I believe in you. You're a good man. And he was like, cool. Yep. I'm going to do that. Objectively, and then, you're not. <laughs> objectively, no. But she's also not a good person either, I guess. But like, whatever. Um, and then... He, oh, all of the ninjas are just standing there, like, waiting, like, watching this experience. And then he stands up and he's like, he says some words. And then he's like, motherfucker. But he didn't say it. It was something else. And then he turns into a dinosaur. But you get, like, a lot of full views of him in his dinosaur land. And then he, like, sprints at the ninjas, and then he whacks them with his face, and then blood spurting all over the place. And, like, boop ba doop ba doop murder, death, chaos, nonsense, fire. There wasn't a fire, but there basically was. It's blood, gore, arms are ripped off, craziness. Dinosaur whacks the guy with his tail. Crazy. And then, dinosaur gets an arrow to the leg, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it's the main guy, the, like, leader of the cocaine business, Jesus plan. And he's like, we used to fight the dragon warriors before. 
we found anti-venom and it undoes the dinosaurness of them and the dude's just there listening to his whole plot and i think he goes over his cocaine like spiel again um and then the dude's like uh he's like do you have any last words before i end this and he's like yeah six um i don't remember exactly how he phrased it but he was like the anti-venom didn't work on my hands, motherfucker. And then he, like, whips his hands out, and he's still got, like, velociraptor hands. And then he grabs the priest by the head, and he rips the guy's head off. And then you get a mannequin head that's, like, dripping guts. And then you get the full frontal of the mannequin head. Because you really want to see it. <laughs> And I'm sure it looks so realistic, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It totally looked like that guy. <laughs> um, and then he threw it to the side. And then you get a scene at the hospital where apparently Carol lived. And she's going to be totally fine. And so then they go... <laughs> they go... To, oh! As... He was holding the head. Ignore the hospital scene. As he was holding the head, it pauses and we get a quote on the screen. And the quote says, only through the elimination of violence will we be able to achieve world peace. By Gandhi. So was this whole movie supposed to be a way to tell people that we must eliminate violence in the world? Otherwise, you're going to have velociraptor priests running around murdering people. Sure, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then we go to the hospital and Carol's going to be fine. He asks her and she's like, I'm fine. And then he's like, are you, are you sure? And then she like gets him close and whispers, I'm fine. And then he and then on the screen, you get block letters. She's fine. <laughs> just in case you were really super worried she's actually fine <laughs> and then we get a scene of him with sunglasses and a leather jacket on leaning against the car and she's right next to him and he whips out a cigarette which is like bonkers because find out that he officially resigned from the church and now they're off to go um stop the ninja cocaine ring uh, throughout the world and they may have to go to like Europe and Asia to do it and then she's like are you ready for this and he's like yeah and then they make out the end resigned is a nice way to put it as opposed to fired and excommunicated yeah, I was like, I don't think anybody invites you back to church functions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was trash. But <laughs> it sounds like really delightful trash. <laughs> like trash in the best way. <laughs> it was trash that knew it was trash. I liked it. I also, oh man, I looked up the IMDb for it, and they had some like, no, be faster. It's gonna take forever. I was looking up like fun facts. Oh my gosh, it also got one win and two nominations. 
I forgot to add that to the notes, but it did. Wow. Go team. Um, oh, trivia. I was looking at the trivia. Uh, they have a quote from Black Sabbath just hidden in the film, which is fun. Um, apparently, after filming and before developing, the film was put in an oven and baked at 200 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes to achieve the aged old look. I really thought that was, like, leading up to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we have filters no. for that now. No. Who shoots um, the in movie film costs... anymore? These people. <laughs> Taylor. I think that's more um, expensive. Oh yeah. Oh, most of the scratches on the film were achieved manually by the director dragging the unprocessed film along the surfaces in his bathroom, for it was the only room in his apartment with no windows and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film. Also, cost somewhere between $35,000 and $45,000, which is not surprising in the slightest. That actually seems kind of expensive for what it was. And uh, there's more, but this one. The film is a feature-length adaptation of a 2010 Grindhouse trailer by the same director, which was made as a film school project and went viral. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that that went viral, especially in 2010. <laughs> Yeah, it's solid. Wow. Good stuff, man. <laughs> so besides that masterpiece, do you have any recommendations for the week? Okay, nope, this is like a more serious one, but it's really good and I highly recommend it. Uh, know My Name by Chanel Miller. I'm really sure I haven't recommended that one because I pondered it but it was too serious for one of the ones that we did. Uh, it's a really good book, true story, highly recommend. I'm not going to get into it too much, but you should check it out. If, I don't know, you followed the Brock Turner case at all. Yeah, I it's like it's heavy content, read. so be aware. Very heavy content, so I would also recommend you, uh, I don't know, pair it with another book or like watch Velocipastor somewhere in the middle of it to ease your mind <laughs> but yeah heavy content good stuff though damn I really need to prep my recommendations before we start talking <laughs> <laughs> got there in the end oh <laughs> anyway friends <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out. We hope it's been less horrifying for you than it was for us. Uh, consider following us on Twitter at StreamlandPod and on Instagram at StreamlandPodcast. We also love to get recommendations for other strange things you may want us to go over. So feel free to DM your recommendations or email us at shroomlandpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people who might be into this weird stuff find our podcast. And remember... Don't do drugs. Watch movies directed by people that were definitely on drugs. Or for your own sanity, maybe not. Da 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 da. Shroomland! Sure